Minasan Ohayo. Good morning, everybody. It is great to be back with you for part three of the furlough series. This summer, my family and I went back to the States for just about a month for furlough, which, if you're not involved with international missions, I'm not sure if you use the word furlough. I don't know if I've really heard that word outside of talking with missionaries. Anyway, it was just a time to go back from our country that we're serving in to the country that we are from. There are lots of conversations among missionaries about the good and the bad and the beautiful and the ugly of furloughs. Um, A lot of people have to travel from state to state and live on people's couches or spare bedrooms. Some people stay in one spot and have the whole time. Some people have a system with their organization where they serve in the country that they're serving in for maybe two or three years, and then they spend a whole six months or even a year back in their home country, which all of those have their benefits and hardships. And today I'm going to talk about some benefits and hardships of our furlough experience this last year. Um, I think no two furlough experiences will ever be the same. And I talked to somebody recently who has taken maybe their 10th furlough back to the States. And she was like, yeah, it's never looked the same. Every time that we go back, we learn something new that we want to try or that we never want to do again, that kind of stuff. So I think it's just hard to travel internationally for a month with zero hiccups. And I think that's just a really fair baseline expectation to have for furloughs. One of the big goals during furlough is to both connect with people who are supporting the mission work and also to see if there's other people in the area who would like to join the mission that's happening. And so part of that looks like um, in our family, my husband is the one who's actually on staff with our organization. And so he's in charge of those meetings and setting up appointments with people who are already maybe financially supporting us and then finding new connections with people who would want to start financially supporting us. And so uh, two things that went really well for our time in the States and two things that did not go very well. Let's go. We got to spend a lot of time with our families, with my parents um, and brother and sister and kids, and then with Kelsey's parents, with my husband's parents and his sister and kids. And it was just such a blast to get to do... um, family time, extended family time. We did get to go over the summer vacation. And so the cousins were also on summer vacation. um, And so it just felt like full throttle, awesome family reunion, cousins galore, sleepover at grandma's for like a month, which was so great. I mean, our, my kids just had the best time and I was so excited to get to see them connecting with family. Um, Most of our conversations with family are limited (laughs) to say the least. You know, we can FaceTime, but the time difference is pretty tricky. And so the only time of day that really works is the morning time here in Japan. But my kids are in school during the mornings. And so it can be really tricky to find time to call and time to chat with grandparents. 
So it was really, really special to get to spend time with family and friends. We got to see friends who are really, really dear to us, even not just for my kids, but for my husband and I, people like like the people in our wedding, those kinds of people. We got to spend time with them in really meaningful ways. And that was, man, it was so good and so, so home base e. <laughs> I'm sure there's a way better way to describe that, but it just felt like home base and was really beautiful. I will say, though, a lot of that time was spent in like group settings, maybe with the whole family or with whole uh, our whole entire family with a whole another entire family. And so we did miss a couple one on one connections that really would have been sweet to get. But like I said, we were only there for a month, so it's kind of hard to figure out how to balance that those commitments. And I'll be real honest, it's hard for me to recognize the truth that there are some people that we are going to see and some people that we aren't going to see. I want to see everybody for hours at a time and have great conversations and reconnect heart to heart and like it was like we've never been gone forever. <laughs> Yeah, that's just not possible. So I'm going to have to reevaluate my expectations for furlough for sure. Another thing that we got to do that I really loved was a prayer night at our church. They set up, they called it storytelling night. And it was a time for my husband and I to get to tell a large group of people in our from our church family about the things that have been going on ministry-wise here in Japan. It's it's pretty taxing to tell your story over and over and over in like one-on-one -on -one meetings, even though our story right now is at a point that is really beautiful and redeemed and, and lovely, but it does come with our first two years of being in Japan were really hard. And so kind of unpacking that over and over, I think was something really tricky that I wanted to share with people and I wanted to talk about the whole story of things that have happened over the last three years while we've been in Japan, but it's just taxing to tell your whole story over and over. And so it was really nice for the church to set up a time for us to just tell a whole bunch of people all at the same time, this really beautiful yet really difficult story. And then they prayed for us. And man, prayer is the good stuff. You know what I mean? Like that is the it's just so important and so beautiful, and it was a treasure to get to be prayed for. Um, that was such a blast. Just in case I happen to listen to this before we go back to the States next time, I would probably consider doing more of like a day-long event and maybe do a potluck or tea or something like that and specifically have people come and sign up for different time slots so that we can spend like an hour well, maybe they don't have to sign up. I don't know. But so that we can talk to people one-on-one -on -one a little bit more simply or a little more organizedly, I guess. And I think this might, there's some way that I'm hoping that that would be a really good way to catch all the people that we love and we want to connect and spend time with. But they're like just outside of our personal bubble enough that it's hard to set up a one-on-one -on -one dinner if that makes sense. 
again, it just feels really hard to say we can't meet with everybody that we want to meet with because I want to meet with everybody. (laughs) So I want to find a way to get to see the people who I love and cherish, but maybe don't have such a close relationship with that I feel like I can spend six hours of my day with them when I'm only in the States for a month. I hope that doesn't sound cold hearted because I actually feel really sad about the fact that we just don't have enough time to spend with everybody that I want to spend time with. All right, so two things that I think maybe we won't do again. I think we had too many appointments scheduled. and Maybe not, but I, th- I think we did. <laughs> Our family ended up having about one to two appointments a day. My husband had three to four appointments each day, and that was just too much. So it was too much on me and my husband. It was way too much on my kids. Even though we loved every single person that we were meeting with, and even my kids were so excited to figure out who our new guests were going to be for the day and that kind of thing, we just had no rest and no quiet and no family time, like just the my core family of four people. We just didn't have that time. And I think it was really, really hard to miss that for a whole month. And yeah, so then that's the second thing that I think we really missed out on while we were on furlough was family time, just the four of us. I especially, like I said earlier, I want to meet with every single person that I've ever met because everybody's so wonderful. And so I put too much on our calendar and I missed out on having time with my kids while we were in America. I'm not feeling regret and shame about that because I recognize that there's some intricacies and unique aspects about doing a furlough in America for a month every couple years. So that's okay. But looking ahead to next time, I think I'm going to specifically find at least once a week, if not every other week, where we just hours at a time, it's just my family. I think that's going to be really helpful and really grounding and uh, a, a great way for my family to have like a solid base from which to jump off into the social calendar and the beauty of getting to meet with over 100 people in a month. All right, there you have it. Two things I think we did well with furlough, which was getting to meet with really precious people and getting to do a prayer night at our church. And two things that I think we should avoid or change next time, which is too many meetings and not enough family time. So I hope that's helpful. I hope I listen to this podcast again before we go back to the States next time so I can kind of remember my opinions. All right. Well, there you have it. I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Bike Chats with an Expat. I'm Lacey, an expat. In my early days of living in Japan, I would use my short morning commute on my bicycle to call friends and family back in the States. And that time was such salve for my soul. And now I want to share that time with you, except maybe not on a bicycle because that would be a little windy. I'll see you next time. Bye.